0: Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barbeau.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Sandra Ingerman.
0: And today we have a show about... If you're new or you're actually, we were talking about it in the last show, like seeing a ceremony with new eyes or seeing your life with new eyes. And so we thought, like, what are some new approaches or what are, you know, basic approaches that you could take to having and adding more ceremony and ritual into your, into your everyday life?
1: Yeah, I, I, I write a lot about ceremony and I wrote a book, <clears throat> The Book of Ceremony. Great book. It is a great book. And, um, and ceremony, I I don't think people understand how much ceremonies help to bring us back into our bodies. Mm -hmm. And Renee and I were having a talk about this before one of our shows of, you know, how do we help bring people back into their bodies from so many distractions? And so for me, um, working with ceremony is one way, because when you work with ceremony, you really have to be grounded inside of yourself. You know, you, you have to be present. You have to show up. That's, uh, this show is called How to Approach a Ceremony. And the first way to approach a ceremony is you have to be in your body and you have to show up um, uh, to the ceremony. And ceremonies are the easiest and the most powerful way to bring back a sense of stability um, and peacefulness uh, and confidence and uh, groundedness uh, into your life. Mm -hmm. And so um, with all the distractions that are going on in people's lives, and I know people are, are looking for ways to move past that, Um, performing some simple ceremonies is a way that um, can ground you more Mm -hmm. into yourself and can get you more into the flow of life and then and then you occupy the space of grace
0: Mm. as you were talking i was visualizing uh the preparation of getting ready for a ceremony like Uh, when I was teaching the wind flag class earlier, or the preparing for the wind flag ceremony for the year, That it it could take weeks of preparation in a certain way, like when I I would go to Michael's and I'd get the markers and I'd have to make sure I had the wind flags or that if I was getting the fabric, that that gathering all of the things that you need for the ceremony, it's like the mise en place for the ceremony, no different than the mise en place, which means things in place in the kitchen. Where you gather, is you're going especially when you're baking, and Sandra is a baker, so she knows this. You you don't like take the flour out of the cupboard when you need the flour. You you get everything on the counter with the measuring cups, and you might even measure things out so that you're prepared to go.
1: Absolutely, I can't agree with you more. My favorite part of teaching workshops and uh, a workshop is the ceremony. It has a beginning, a middle, of an end and any act that has a beginning, middle, and end is a ceremony. And so my favorite part of teaching workshops is going to Michael's, getting all the yarn for my fire ceremonies and all the little things. And I teach people how to make eye curtains, so I have to get have to get everything for an eye curtain for every person and in, in the workshop and I love it and I get these containers and then there's the packing up of the car or if it's an out-of-state workshop I mean I have paid close to a thousand dollars teaching in Europe I, I my sponsors always say Sandra I can if we could buy your supplies, it's no, I have to, that right? I have to gather my own, mm-hmm. put them in the box, fight with FedEx. Why do you have <laughs> tons of cornmeal in this box? It's like, I like cornmeal, you know, and, but it was important for me that it's been important for me. And that's part of approaching a ceremony is The excitement that starts to come about as you gather your materials instead of just saying, uh, oh, I got to get off the Internet now because I have to do ceremony and then running in, lighting a candle, lighting a stick of sage and getting your drum out and doing something. Mm -hmm. Taking that time, you know, to really create your space is, is probably to me the most important part of a ceremony.
0: Yeah, I think I agree because the cuz it it allows the it allows the spirits to know that you're getting ready for something more transformative. Now, for those sometimes it's it is just as simple as lighting a candle. You know, and just having yourself a little ceremony. Um I I like before I was going to uh, do a weekly wind pull and I mentioned it that one of the windies passed away you know if i was at costco and i'm there oh i want to get some flowers for her you know i want to bring flowers to this ceremony and i and, and and it makes all the difference in the world when i travel like when i did my fall retreat it was like i had to go to six stores on the way from the airport to the retreat center, because I know this is at Trader Joe's. This is at Michael's. This is at the dollar store because I was doing a despacho and, you know, yeah, I could ship the despacho, which is a giveaway back from Peru but that's their ceremony. When I gather the stuff that I can find in New England, then it becomes a New England ceremony. Or If I'm on the West Coast, to add those dimensions of the cedars that are out in my yard and the flowers that are growing in my area makes it more regional and more more, more relevant.
1: Absolutely. And that goes into... Um... Uh, a topic that's really important when we talk about approaching ceremony. And Renee just brought this up because she was saying, I gather the materials that is appropriate for the land that I'm performing the ceremony on. And what I found in all my years of teaching is that the most important part of performing a ceremony and approaching a ceremony is connecting to the spirits of the land. And, um, and not that many people do that, and that's really unfortunate because when you do it, you, the spirits of the land make sure that your ceremony is filled with grace. They will actually act as a helping spirit to make sure that your ceremony is graceful. When you just come in and you start lighting a fire, you start leaving rocks, or you start leaving crystals, the land is like, who are you? And why are you coming here? And 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 so what happens is people start, you know, people start to do ceremonies, they fall, they trip. Um They move to new places. This is happening a lot. People are relocating like crazy, and everybody wants a soul retrieval from me because everybody's all of a sudden getting so sick. And my spirits are saying people are moving, and they're not connecting to the the, the land where they're living, and they're getting sick because there isn't a coherent energy. We're always going for coherent energy energy in shamanism so to create a coherent energy in shamanism you must create a strong connection with the spirits of the land and the helping and use the word helping make sure do not forget the word helping ancestors of the land they they have the power to make your ceremony or break your ceremony. So (laughs) that's a, a beautiful thing to do to have that kind of you've gathered your materials and you're on land that's holding you. And if you're working with a group in love, I mean, imagine the feeling of that instead of just being in some a uh, place that doesn't know you and you don't know it there's no relationship imagine the difference if there's relationship
0: yeah and, and just simply asking is it okay like you know i was leading a walk through the woods and i didn't know these woods so the first thing i asked to the you know the woods is, do we have permission to enter can we can we take a stroll here and and you always get some kind of. Usually they're happy that you're there, but I've been told, no, don't enter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This isn't for you to enter here. And you have to respect that. And it's not, if, if you're told no, even if you don't know, I, it reminds me of the time I was doing a fire walk and the, the person was talking about that the first thing you do before you walk over the coals is you ask, is it okay for me to walk on these coals? And it's about learning to hear those answers because she said the only time she knew somebody who burnt their feet was somebody who then admitted that when they asked, do I walk, is it okay for me to walk over the coals? The coals said, the fire said no. And they were going to be headstrong and they walked anyway and they burnt the bottom of their feet. And they got their lesson that they didn't listen. And, uh, you know, there's been times where you just know "I, I can't proceed here.
1: Right. Absolutely, yeah. No, that's a that's a really good, really good point.
0: And yeah. you know, also like when um, I live on an island, that my neighbor always says that this island takes care of the people it wants here. Mm-hmm. And so, like when I was building, the next step just always showed up. You know, I, I there's like, but there's people who have come here and. They had to run back to Santa Fe. (laughs) They weren't. The island didn't, they didn't have that mutual respect for the island. And they're like, oh, this island, I don't like it here. And the island, you know, gave them what they, gave them that. And, you know, then they went somewhere else where they were more well received. And that's that's the way of the reciprocity of a, a landscape, especially like on an island where there's only so much energy, Mm-hmm. You know, that if you're not feeding into that right source energy, it, it life can, can become really hard.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, Santa Fe the same way. Um, it, it's known here that Santa Fe will, what, the first year of living in Santa Fe, it's known to be really hard. But um, it's a test to see if you're going to make it. But there's no question if Santa Fe wants you out. Mm-hmm. No- Taos you know, you get you get bit by a bug and you're in urgent care and you're told you're going to die in three days. That's Santa Fe saying go. <laughs> oh, it, happens all it happened.
0: It happened to me in Taos. I had it was my first apparition in my living room. Like everything was falling apart in my living room shows up this this apparition blowing the smoke west it was like in a conch shell like blowing it west it was like you're out of here babes and i was out of there in a few weeks and you know because i made jokes about people who moved to california but taos did not was not i was not welcome
1: yeah no it happens all the time in, in santa fe it's it's a known it's a really known fact it's like it's almost like you feel like Santa Fe is escorting you um, out. I got thrown out of Santa Fe for a year, <laughs> um, but um, anyway, that's a really long story. And I asked for, "Can I come back?" And the omens that came was boom, 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 so fast, and it was like, "Yes, go heal, come back. This is your home."
0: Yeah, and you know, and it, I don't know that what I was having a really nice time. It wasn't that, but it wasn't my mountain,
1: right?
0: You know, it was not my mountain. And when I got to Palm desert, which I fought and resisted, all of a sudden I was filled with the mountain one day and look at what happened. I was selling my house and it fell out. I thought I was done and it was like, no, we're not done with you yet. And, and so when you have a relationship with the land it determines when you come and when you go and, and how long you stay away and, and things like that. You're in a partnership.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so when you create that partnership, you can only imagine you know you've listened to Renee and I talk about uh you know really uh, connecting to the power of the land. Just imagine in your body the difference that it feels you're asking, um, you're getting ready to do a ceremony to release the biggest pains of your life or to ask for the biggest dream that you really want to bring into your life um, or to ask for healing. Um, can you just imagine the difference if you're just a stranger out in, uh, on a piece of land and you're not connected? There, there hasn't been a form of communication set up so that you have the link between you, the land, and the spirit so that your intention goes up to the power of the universe so that the power of the universe can make it so through your ceremony. So gathering your objects um, and making sure you have a good connection um, with the land and being clear on what your intention is for your ceremony, and then journeying or taking walks in nature and uh, looking at what elements you wanna um, have a relationship with to bring in, whether you wanna burn what you're letting go, whether you wanna give it to uh, the ocean, um, whether you want to give it to the wind, um, whether you want to give something to the earth, who do you want to uh, invite into your ceremony, like a friend who's gonna help you manifest this dream. And so we're just really talking about how do you approach a ceremony? And that has to do with gathering your objects and creating relationships, creating relationships with the land, the universe, creating a relationship with the sacred part of yourself, getting out of your way, getting into your deepest shamanic state, and uh, working with the elements. Um, that's how you approach. The, these are the very first steps. We're just giving you baby steps of how to mm-hmm. approach a ceremony.
0: Yeah, and once you, you do those two things, then you can have almost any kind of ceremony you want. It could be a baby shower in the backyard, but... If you think about creating a baby shower, for example, you've just done all those same things. You've gotten all the things. You've invited all of the guests. You've invited the spirits in. And then you, you, then it almost effortlessly takes care of itself. The, you know, the go through of it all. And you can do so. And I say that a baby shower. I don't know where a baby shower came in out of all of this, but you know, it's the same thing as. You know, doing a ceremony for a, an animal that passed in your yard, or uh, you know, an idea you want to let go or, or give birth to. Same thing that you you get that you have this plan. You get all of your stuff together. You you're in right relationship with it, and um, and if you're going to use the yard, um, one of my teachers always would go out and when she would do set up for her sessions in my yard with her broom
1: uh-huh.
0: she she swept the whole yard and it, you know and there's this thing in you know that you're sweeping the energy Right. That you, and you could be a rake or a broom but she'd sweep everything and move all of the energy around and it, it clears the spot for it
1: yeah that's really beautiful and I actually do write about, I do give ceremonies for baby showers, weddings in the book of ceremony. I,
0: I loved your book.
1: So I keep it uh, spiritual, but also to our ordinary um, ceremonies where we would like to bring a little bit more sacredness. Into mm-hmm. it. Um, and so, um, and, and bringing a little bit more sacredness into it, you know, um, It really is just how you approach it. Mm -hmm. What you do is really how you approach it. Mm
0: -hmm. It gives it like I, you know, I have family weddings this year, and there's like a sacredness to the gathering. You know, and, and, and think about it, like a bride now takes a year or two to plan. It's just like the same, it, it's the same thing. So no matter where you are and what you're listening, you're having company over for Friday night. You can make a, a little ceremony out of it that brings in that other element of sacred that we really need right now in these times, because there's so much that's wobbling. That where you can create those those lines of, of uh, stability will, will make your life a whole lot easier.
1: Yeah. Again, I, I think that really what we're experiencing right now is people are just getting very distracted. Mm-hmm. So when we feel distracted, we feel dissociated, we feel out of the flow. And ceremonies provide that. Um, they provide the container. Mm-hmm. Into the flow. Right. Yeah.
0: Even even in my writing, I'm, I'm doing this weekly writing program with somebody, and every week we, I love this. She invites in the muse. Hmm you know, what, you know, say hello to your muse. It's just like, what, like it creates a writing container. And it's just like, no matter how, how tired I am or whatever, oh, I've invited in the muse and now we're, you know, I'm going to write with that muse. And it's, it takes the pressure off of ourselves to have to be responsible for the whole thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: I think that's all I have to say on this for right now.
1: Yeah. Again, we, we, um, As Renee and I have been talking about the evolution of our show, um, we realize how many people we're hearing from who are just starting to approach shamanism. And so you, you really can't teach a course on shamanism over YouTube, but we can plant some seeds for you about how you can start your practice, how you can... Uh, start your ceremonies and then if you're called to read one of our books or if you're called to take a course to go deeper but we feel that we at least in our hearts we would like to start giving um, simple roadmaps maps um, mm-hmm. how to start and continue your practice to bring more grace into your life and into everybody's lives on the planet right now.
0: That sounds so soothing. I like I think I'll go take a nap with my spirit guy. <laughs> That's a ceremony too. Um, well, thank you and make sure you like us. Uh, follow us on shamanstv.com. We send out a uh, bi-weekly uh, email so you can sign up for our list there. make sure you hit the subscribe button and the like button both like, and subscribe. And when you leave comments, I love to read the comments on YouTube. I answer the comments on YouTube. And um, a lot of times if you make a really poignant part, piece, I've noticed that Sandra likes to respond when people reveal something about themselves in the Facebook group, and then she will respond back. If you just post up a meme, probably not. But if you tell us about your experience, about your ceremonies, we love to engage with you
1: yeah we're we're a circle and we're a community and we'd love to get to know you more but Mm -hmm. the work that we're doing yeah and the work that you're doing from your heart so thank you for subscribing to the shaman's cave and thank you for liking us and thank you for commenting we really appreciate it and um we love doing the show and thank you for joining us thanks